Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Hey guys, it's Vlad Harris here. I'm not a betting man as to where Jalen Hood Shafino ultimately ends up. But I can tell you one thing, where I'm placing my bets, this college bowl, this NBA season, and this NFL season, it's mybookie.ag. They've been in business for years, got great reviews, and got a great mobile site, so you can bet on the fly. You can bet on player props, do live bets. They go all kind of ways to make money. So go to mybookie.ag, enter a promo code CHAIR, and it'll match your first deposit bonus. Drop a hundred, get a hundred in. Check out, you guys. It's my bookie. You bet, you win, you get paid. Hey, guys, it's Vlad Harris here on the Panther Rants podcast, or Pit Panther Rants and other sports rants. Brought to you by Armchair Media. Take a seat. Happy Monday to you guys. Hope you guys are having a happy holiday. And if you're enjoying your time off with your kids, me personally, I'm going to the office today because I got work to do and um, I think I've hit every freaking uh, pothole, every bump of this car could, um, you know, imagine on this road. So you may hear, so bumpy ride, bumpy podcast, I guess you can say. Um, Supposing my car is going to be done by the today. But I've heard this uh, same bullshit uh, the last uh, five days. Oh, yeah, end of the day. End of the day. Well, we got to do this with it. I mean, whatever. And this person, mommy's beeping as if, um, you know, this light's getting, you know, people are going to drive faster. Light just turned green, I guess the arrow did, and I guess this person starts beeping. So, I guess I'm just going to stay in the left-hand lane and just uh, drive 10 miles below the speed limit to piss him off. But actually, you know what? The car from me is going 10 miles below the speed limit. So, I hope whatever hurry this person behind me is in is uh, enjoying the little ride. You know, the little scenic slow ride. You know, I should, you know, I should do like a Days of Thunder and just goes, you know, yeah, I won't do that. The thing about road rage is it's never worth it because you never know who you're dealing with. Sometimes they have mental issues like this person. Uh, then again, it's Monday morning. Maybe this person's running late. Oh, well. Enough of that, you guys. But, yeah, I'm going to the office because I got stuff to do. And 
hopefully my car will be done. You know, it's been, you know, they've said in the end of the day for the last five days, and I'm hoping this Monday's it. But Mondays are usually when, um, you know, you're trying to figure shit out still. You don't get your stuff actually done till like Tuesday, Wednesday, or Thursday. Or you get it done on a late Friday, and then you send the email that said, hey, it's done. And then you leave, and you bolt for the freaking door. Because, you know, you because there's always that one person that will reply or want to have a meeting with you, like, right before you leave. Yeah. I always time my emails out. I always know who I'm dealing with. And I know there's always that one person that will, that'll wait till, um, you know, 3.30, 4.30 to review an email or to review what I did. And meanwhile, I'm trying to uh, pack up and go get my kids because, you know, I work. Lord knows how far from them. So usually what I do here and there is, well, I'll just email the next morning or I, when I get home, I'll just email it and say, hey, you know what? It just didn't go through. You know, before I left, I thought I sent it. Sorry. hope you guys are enjoying the holiday, you know, like, you know, if you got kids, obviously the kids are probably on a high still, and they'll be on the high probably till, um, you know, when they go back to school or daycare or whatever, and for those of you who listen to this podcast that don't have kids, enjoy the downtime, I'm sure you are, I mean, when I didn't have kids, I can tell you one thing, I was always given the shittiest shifts in terms of IT, I, I love the uh, seven, the seven, the seven to three thirty, seven thirty to four, eight to five thirty. You know, I love those shifts. But then they would give me the uh, nine thirty to you know six shift or, or the ten to or the ten to seven shift. And they would tell me, well, you know, we have to, you know, our coverage is till seven, and you know, we figure we give you the the late shift because you know, you're not married, you don't have any kids, and you know, you still got play time to go to the bars and get shit faced. And you get to sleep in while you're at it. You get to be up all night. I mean, they say this stuff as if you have nothing else better to do. And that's the thing, you know, with when you don't have kids, as you get older, is that people have this stigma where, you, they, you know, they, they feel like you have nothing else better to do because you don't, you know, like you don't have any other responsibilities. Maybe you have a dog. Dogs are a responsibility. For damn sure. But, I mean, you can have, there's other stuff you, you may want to do, and you don't want to wait, wait till a week and then do it. Or you could do, right, I mean, if, if you get the, or the luxury to do it after work is always good. But, uh, yeah, let's, um, let's venture away from all that and let's get to some pit stuff. Uh, the biggest news of today, well, actually happened late last night. Uh, Jalen Hood Shafino, his uncle is Drew Shafino of, uh, you know, who played at West Virginia. I think, you know, I think he ultimately ended up at Cal U, but he still had a hell of a college career. And I think he coached the Steel Valley, uh, briefly. He was actually doing really good. And of course, um, something happened there. Uh, 
if you follow Drew's timeline, he can tell you. There seemed to be some favoritism there, and of course, obviously, some people didn't like. You know, they were kind of jealous of what he was doing. He actually had them winning because they were struggling for so long, and obviously, some politics happened there, and he ended up on the outside, which is unfortunate for him because I think he had a pretty promising high school coaching career. I'm not sure what he's doing now, but I mean, I've, I've seen uh, Drew once. Drew actually was at my uh, company Christmas party years and years ago. Uh, he was uh, somebody in the company. He was actually, they were dating and dated for, I guess, quite some time. And, you know, I got to meet him at the uh, party and, uh, you know, he seemed like a really cool guy. I've interacted on Twitter a few times, and he's actually a pretty, you know, pretty laid-back dude. Unless you're going to, you know, unless you're going to trash him, maybe he'll, he'll bite back. But anyways, he went, uh, Jalen wants to come back home to Pittsburgh to his roots and play for Jeff Capel. I guess he was really excited about the, um, if you saw his uh, announcement, he wants to go, he wants to play for Jeff Capel. And this is a one, obviously the biggest commitment for Pitt. It's a verbal, and he's not—he's a class of 2022, which means he won't be signing for a while. The thing is, is we've seen this before. I'm—I I'm, mean, I'm happy he signed. I'm not overly excited though because a lot could happen between now and. Um, when he signs, a lot can change. So I'm not really too um, excited over this. I'm not going to put you. Know, I'm not going to totally buy into it yet because we've seen this before. I mean, Terrell Pryor committed the pit for basketball. Then he realized how good he was in football, and decided to go play for Ohio State. Looking back, I think I think Pryor should have probably stuck with basketball because he would have been an NBA player in in that regard as well. Pro, I mean, he would have, he would have been a star, but he would have made a lot more money than he did in football. In football, Pitt wanted him as a uh, wide receiver. That was his future. Dave obviously was very hard up about the pro style QB, so we ultimately lost out on him. And who knows if he'd have came anyway, if we're being honest. But everyone said his future was in uh, was wide receiver, and eventually he realized that, and he did sign a nice contract with the uh, Skins. Well, I think it was a one-year deal, actually. He did really well in Cleveland. Cleveland offered him a, a, an actual a better deal, but for some reason he took the Redskins deal, and he ultimately he ended up out of the league. So I'm not sure what the hell happened there. I personally, I would have stuck with Cleveland because they gave you know they gave him the opportunity, and he should have stuck you know, stuck with them. It was like, I mean, Cleveland sucks, so it doesn't matter how you perform. I mean, as long as you're getting your numbers, who cares? 
But we had, you know, we had this with Maverick Rowand, um, Mustafa Heron. We've always had these early verbal commits, and then they ultimately change their minds. Maverick, his dad got some job with some shoe company and moved them and got himself. Wanted to get more exposure, so he ended up uh, leaving Pitt for NC State. And he didn't play much, and he ended up uh, trying to go to the draft. Hmm. Good job, good effort. I think he's now overseas. Mustafa Heron is still floating around somewhere, I think. I, I think I think he's in his sixth year. I don't know. It's been a lo- long time. No, actually, his first year was Kevin Stallings' first year, so it's been at least yeah, four years now. So he's still around. Yeah, that's about it. On the flip side of it, let's go with the more positive side. Maybe Jalen's commitment sets off a chain of events where all these other recruits start taking notice and saying, hey, man, he committed the pit with Jeff Capel. Maybe these guys are happening. We got to go over there, man, and go play for Jeff Capel. And maybe Jalen says, hey, you know what, you guys? They are happening. I'm going to recruit you guys as well. Let's get the hell over to Oakland and play for Pitt at the Pete. And let's uh, let's win the ACC and let's compete for a national title. So all you five stars, let's go to Pitt, man, because Jeff is happening. The program's happening. they got these Colas uniforms and Colas merchandise. And the in the in the court, man, they just remodeled it. Man, let's go over to Pitt, man. Join me. That could be what's happening here. Let's hope it is. Let's hope that uh, Jalen's commitment sets off other chains of events and says, "Hey, you know what? You 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 2020, 2021 guys, get your ass over to Pitt, man. I'm gonna be there." Let's go win this damn national championship. Let's get to the final four. Hell, let's get the NCAA tournament because it's been so long since we've been there. A lot of things. So the flip two sides of it. One, he could eventually decommit, gets more sexier offers, you know, from the big schools. Or, you know, he um, his commitment says, hey, you know what, Pitt's happening. There's a lot to, um, you know, a lot to figure out here. And of course, fellas, you know, sometimes dating can be a, a, um, a recruiting game. You're always trying to rec- recruit your loved one, your significant other. Every day, you're recruiting her, courting her. And you always got to be ready. But sometimes, you know, there's times where you're not. Stress of the holidays, bank account is empty. The bowl season could be a pain, although Pitt did win their bowl game. So, but then again, you may want to Detroit and empty out some more money. So a lot of stress and you have to get back to work. But let us help you as we got the big booster 
that's going to help you not lose your uh, recruit to other big things. Yes, BlueChew.com. Blue Chew, it's blue like the pill. Got the same ingredients as Vagrant Cialis, but it's chewable, so it's going to work a lot faster. And it's going to keep you above those other uh, other big uh, opportunities. You can take them any day, evening, daytime, on a full empty stomach. So go to BlueChew.com, enter the promo code ARMCHAIR. And get your first order free. All you do is pay the five bucks for shipping, guys. All right, guys, we're back at it. Go to the pit store, you guys. I know you saw the quick lane bowl, and it was exciting. Pit won a bowl game. Get your Quick Lane Bowl Champion T-shirt at the pit store. I sure as hell did. I got my I got my shirt. I ordered that damn thing. I was like, oh my god, it's real. Take my damn money. So I got the I got the Quick Lane Bowl shirt, but I also got the Quick Lane Bowl Champions T-shirt. And as I don't know what to say about this this win. I mean. This win is, I mean, the, 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 the bowl is itself, it's almost like Roadhouse. It's almost like one of those bad B-rated movies that you can't stop watching but it, it's because it's so good. You know, it's like Die Hard, Roadhouse, uh, Ski Patrol, which is another thing. My friend texted me about Ski Patrol and said, you know, I forgot how, how really good this movie was. He said, but there's so he said, but there's so much political correctness in this movie <laughs> that it's um you know, that's pretty much what the A's pretty much what A's movies were for the most part. You know, you had a lot of political incorrectness. There's a lot of stuff you can't you can't do in these you know that you did that they were done in these movies you can't do today because, you know a lot of a lot of uproar. But yeah, I mean, this this enjoying this win is almost like enjoying like a, a bad B-rated movie where it's where it's so bad but it's so good at the same time. I mean, all those one-liners. I mean, you could say Die Hard was a B B movie because you know it. I mean, I don't know. I mean, it, overall, it, I mean, it wasn't like an obviously an, an Emmy Emmy uh, winning movie. Maybe it was. I don't know. I haven't uh, looked at its awards, but. It's one of those many Bruce, you know, Bruce, um, has many of Bruce's main one-liners. I mean, of course, we go to, um, you know, like, same with Roadhouse. I mean, Patrick Swayze had all those one-liners. But, of course, he had to do something to um, make himself look tough after Dirty Dancing. And that was pretty much the follow-up to this, because I guess... And then he had Tango and Cash. Well, no, it wasn't Tango and Cash. It was the other one with um, uh, Keanu Reeves. He had that one as well. I mean, Patrick Swayze had to get his tough guy, you know, mentality back because obviously he was, you know, he was the uh, contemporary adult in terms of. Um, 
acting with Dirty Dancing because it's like it's almost like you go from being a punk band to doing contemporary adult music, and then you go back to punk. You know, I guess you could say that's what Green Day did for a bit, and Blink One Eight Two. Although Blink One Eight Two hovers between contemporary and punk kind of way. I mean, they try to go, they try to, they try to sound grown up. At the same time, at the same time, try to keep their immaturity roots, you know, from you know to what's my age again. But as far as the um, the bowl game goes, I was pretty happy about this. And you know, at the, I mean, at the end of the day, I was happy. I'm not going to bitch. I bitched the whole entire bowl game about it, about what was going on, uh, the fact that Pitt was getting out coached. Especially on defense, there was a lot of things of um, Eastern Michigan was doing that uh, that was fooling our defense. And to our credit, though, the defense did wake up in the second half. They only allowed 10 points to Eastern Michigan. In the second half, Pitt outscoring 17 to 10, which is not our big thing. Mom, Pitt actually got 17 points in the second half. That's one thing we're not talking about here. Now, talk about the outscoring Eastern Michigan 17 to 10 in the second half. But yeah, Pitt was pretty much outcoached. Especially on defense, Eastern Michigan had it. Well, of course they had. You know, order for Eastern Michigan to win this game, they were going to have to outcoach Pitt, and they had a good game plan. It's just at the end of the day, they they ran out of options, and it was all downhill from there. I mean, pretty much when Kenny Pickett hit Taysom Mack for the touchdown, that that was it for Eastern Michigan because they had no way out of it. They couldn't scheme their way to a victory. And on top of that, their starting quarterback got ejected for uh, hitting a player. And Pitt played very disciplined, whereas Eastern Michigan did not. They had two guys ejected. Both teams had at least one fumble. But, but Pitt kept their cool. And, you know, and on top of that, almost all of Pitt's de- uh, defense is coming back because they're not going to the draft. I mean, Jalen Twyman's coming back. Which I really don't understand. I think you should go get paid and get come back and get your degree. But uh, the guys from uh, Full of Pit, Matt, Matt O'Lantern, he mentioned to me that uh, hey, you know, he has a chance to come back and um, you know improve his draft stock, so he could get he he may get drafted this time, but he may get a high, you know a higher um you know he may get drafted to a better round next year. So point taken, Matt O'Lantern. Although I don't know if that's your real Twitter name, but I, I can't—I really don't feel like looking up right now. But um, check those guys out; they have a nice podcast. I shouldn't say nice, neat maybe. Nah, nice, neat, funny. Any way you want to do it, go check them out. They usually do like pit bingo. Uh, they've been doing it for the football games mostly. I don't know if they've done it for basketball yet. I don't know, but yeah, check them out. Uh, they're on iTunes, I believe, Spotify, 
they're all over every freaking podcast platform like mine is. I mean, if you see, I mean, we're everywhere because everyone tells you, hey, you know, you can uh, upload it here or you can put it here. iHeartRadio, yeah. But uh, I looked at the stats last night. And obviously, Kenny Pickett had one hell of a game. Uh, Maurice French had a hell of a game. It was funny because during the game, I he was breaking records, and I figured he would end up with like with three catches for like eighty yards because that's how his season's been for the most part. But he had a pretty break, he had a breakout game, and and one thing they threw the ball downfield at, at one at one time, and he scored a touchdown. Eventually, we forgot about uh, Taysir Mack, and it was funny because the, on the final drive, he dropped the pass, and I mentioned, well, it's probably because he probably didn't realize that uh, they were throwing the ball to him because, you know, French was hurt. But um, he made a hell of a catch in the end zone. And Davis, the running back, made a hell of a block on that play as well. I was hoping we would run the ball more, and we really didn't because, you know, Eastern Michigan's weakness is our run defense. But our offensive line – has been very inconsistent. Has been overall the offensive line just has been good. And you hope for better progress next year. Uh, Heather likes said that there's no, you know there's not going to be any changes that uh, they believe in continu- continuity. And supposedly one of their um, staff, people on their staff was you know was courted and she, they took care of that person. They gave him a raise. My guess is probably, it's probably Randy Bates is what I'm guessing. I'm not sure if it's the offensive coordinator we just hired. Although, maybe, you know, although Penn State just hired an offensive coordinator, so maybe maybe they were, they were looking at Mark Whipple as well. Who knows? I don't know that. But Heather you know, believes in continu- continuity, and you know these guys will be here for a while, so hopefully... We see better progress next year. Overall, you know, they won eight games, which is what a lot of us expected. We just didn't you know, expect how they would win it. But let's hope for better results next season. We got most of our defensive line coming back. Uh, Paris Ford, I guess they're trying to get uh, DeMar Hamlin another year. And Paris Ford... He's still debating on whether he's going to go the draft or not. I don't know. I think I think he really wants to go play in the pros. I think he really wants to, but I think he knows that um, his prospects aren't aren't that great. They're good, actually. It's just he'll he, he'll probably get picked up. But you wonder how you know is it going to be really worth it for him to go this year? You know, does he know for sure he'll get drafted in a decent round? And, and if his opportunity will be decent? I think it's really what ultimately is going to be the case. Is it really going to be worth it for him? But I'll take, you know, the defensive line, you know, being intact is good. And I think Amir Watts was out. I don't know if it was Amir Watts. There was another player that was out before the season began. Hey, I'll take these guys coming back full strength. 
and of course French were, were you know French uh, graduates. Taysom Mack, you know Jared Wayne. We just need a running back, and our, we need a you know our offensive line needs to make progress, and we should be good to go. But you know, the entire bowl game he bitched about how things were, and I, it's totally understandable. They pulled the win out at the end. They made it exciting for us and everybody who watched the game. And on top of that, the fight overseed what you know the entire game itself. So nobody really cared how we, the matter of how he won the game. It wasn't like Miami who uh, got beat fourteen nothing to Louisiana Tech. The problem with Miami is they have really good athletes. They just don't have a quarterback. And they haven't had one price on Ken Dorsey. Just so incompetent I can run that offense to get the ball to those guys. I mean, at the end of the day, we lost it because we blew the game. And, you know, we can't really, you know, it happened. We can't, there's nothing we can do about that. The season's over. It all happened. We can't do anything about that either. It's over. We finished eight and five. We'll take it. As far as the rest of the bowl season goes, uh, you know, Penn State won their bowl game against uh, Memphis. That was a high scoring affair. I wasn't expecting that. As far as the college football playoffs go, we got Clemson playing uh, LSU, which is no surprise. I thought Ohio State would have beat Clemson. I, th- I, was, I was hoping, I was thinking Ohio State could win it all. It would have been fun to have them do it to piss off the SEC talking heads, but that's not going to happen. A lot of people are going to bitch about the targeting call that happened, but by all um, technicalities, it was actually it was targeting. Did it change the course of the game? I don't think it did. It may have changed momentum. But at the end of the day, Clemson woke up. And Ohio State had opportunity. Ohio State had an opportunity to blow out Clemson. They didn't do it. So I can't really feel, you, know, you can't totally feel bad for Ohio State. They, you know, they got to the goal line several times and couldn't punch it in. And they kept selling for field goals. It was 16-0. Before you knew it, though, Clemson came back and made it a two-point game at halftime. It was 16-14. And Ohio State had, had every opportunity to put them out in the second half. They even had the lead. But Clemson scored and got the two-point conversion. And then Ohio State at the end had the final drive, and it looked like they were gonna they were gonna pull this off, but the um, the the receiver for Ohio State didn't finish his route. Clemson jumped on it, and that was the end of the ball game. So you can't really blame the targeting for that. Ohio State had an opportunity to win this game, and they just didn't do it. But of course, everybody's gonna focus on that one thing, uh, one thing only. And that's that call in the first half. Now, as far as the Oklahoma-LSU game goes, I mean, we all expected LSU to win that one. It's just, uh, I thought I thought Oklahoma would give them a game. But 
as you saw how the game progressed in the first half, it was basically a high school team versus a college team. I felt bad for Jalen Hurts, mainly because they really didn't um, – I mean, he had a hell of a year for Oklahoma. It's just that LSU took a lot – defense took a lot away from, you know, their, you know, Oklahoma's offense. And Oklahoma really had nothing to counter them at all, other than that fluky touchdown early in the game on, you know, bad coverage. And, of course, there was a pass, there was a pass interference call that got missed. But that was a tough call to make because I think I don't think the refs. Well, for one thing, it looked like Hurts was throwing the ball away, and it just happened to land in that receiver's vicinity and hit him. And I don't think the refs saw the um, the grab. You know that just happens. But regardless, they you know Oklahoma didn't do enough to uh the, you know to um to show any type of uh you know that they were able to counter LSU. But all in all, Oklahoma had a hell of a season, and they deserve to be. You know, they deserve to be in that um, that final four. People are gonna say Georgia, but you know, Georgia didn't win their games. I mean, if I mean, if, if this was if Georgia was any in our conference, we we would be considering them to be a you know a playoff participant. That's just you know the the entitlement of the SEC. Oh well, guys. Have a great New Year's. In fact, I need to go get some uh, alcohol before this uh, day is over. I got to pick up some more White Claw. I know that sounds cheesy, right? You know, I'm picking up, I'm drinking White Claw. But at age 40, I will say that, um, you know, three um, drinks is pretty much my um, limit. Before I start getting really buzzed because my tolerance has gone downhill since having kids, but I could drink I could drink some micro brews, but I drink three white claws. I'm buzzed as hell, and the next morning I don't feel uh, I don't feel like shit the next day, whereas the IPAs and the micro brews do. So go with that. Plus the alcohol breast easier to hide. Oh yeah, I I also need sauerkraut and kielbasa and hot dogs and all the ingredients to make sauerkraut. I gotta do that today, later today as well. Oh well, guys, have a great holiday. Quick lane bull champions, and we got a five star recruit. It's a great day to be a Panther, you guys. Hell to pit. Bye.